Now, whether you know me well or you don't, something that you might not necessarily know about me is that I like horror games. Yeah. That's a pretty shocking piece of information for people who know me because um, there have most certainly been times where I have been introduced to the concept of horror movies and I was sitting there like, but yeah, I like horror games. And as I've explored that interest in horror games, and as I've questioned my interest and my friends' interests in horror games, I've come to a lot of conclusions about the things that horror games have taught me about myself, what they've taught me about the world, and what they've taught me about my faith as a Christian. So you might be wondering, what could horror games possibly teach you about Christian faith? Well, that's exactly what I want to talk about today on this episode of the Double Double Podcast. Where I take two topics and mix them into a sweet concoction that I hope will be good for the soul. Before I start this episode, I want to give a quick shout out to the Overthinkers podcast, which is an amazing podcast, by the way, and I would highly suggest that you go and give it a listen because they talked a lot about horror films and what horror films can say about faith and a lot of their ideas really resonated with me and i will be repeating a lot of those ideas so for the sake of not stealing i want to give them a quick shout out as they are one of my biggest inspirations for my own podcast and i also want to give a big shout out to anchor.fm as per usual for helping me create this podcast so without further ado let us get into the episode. I do have a general disclaimer for this episode in particular. I acknowledge that horror is absolutely not for everybody. Absolutely not. Not me. Certainly not I. And that this episode is not meant to be prescriptive. I do not want to make the assertion that every single Christian should play horror games or that all Christians should necessarily like horror games because that's not true. This episode is meant to be descriptive, meaning that I just want to talk about the ways that horror games can impact in a positive way the lives of Christians, myself included, who do like horror games or can even speak into the lives of those who are curious about horror games. If you don't like horror games or you have no interest in ever getting into horror games, that is okay. This episode is not meant to try to convince you otherwise. I'm literally just sitting here talking about why and how it's impacted my life and the lives of my fellow Christian friends who also enjoy horror games. I am open to disagreement. But I am not open to people making declarations or people being argumentative about this. That means that if I see any comments saying anything along the lines of horror games are only evil, they're only unbeneficial, there's nothing good about them, and no one should play them. Or any other comment trying to assert or make a universal judgment that you think that everyone should follow prescriptive comments like that will be deleted because that's not even what i'm trying to do comments like that just indicate to me that you weren't listening and that you just want to be right and i will not tolerate that so i'm putting that boundary out there right now oh my word i hit my mic <laughs> and now with all of that being said let's get this thing popping so y'all might be wondering first of all why horror games and not horror movies? Because I know that the majority of horror fans tend to favor the movies a lot. 
And my answer to that question is simply because I can't control the characters in horror movies. I don't like the lack of control that there is while watching a movie and just sitting there on the edge of your seat and not being able to make decisions <laughs> on behalf of the protagonist. When I say protagonist, I'm not talking about the killer. I'm talking about the people who are confronting the evil in the movie. If I'm not the one doing the confronting, I don't want- I don't want to be a part of it. That sounds wrong, but I'll explain. I just find that with horror games, there is that level of control and that decision-making when it comes to confronting the evil that is at hand. And you have the option, I find, with horror games to really sit down and contemplate not only your decisions in the game, but you can also sit there, pause the game, and really consider and contemplate what it is that you're seeing or confronting. I not only get to control the decisions, but I, being the one who is playing, have more of a say in terms of my reactions to things, whereas in the movies, the characters are doing that for you. And I don't like that because a lot of the characters in horror movies are stupid. <laughs> I will, I mean, at least in the bad ones. Even though I haven't seen any horror movies, I know enough about them that the really, really good, critically acclaimed movies, like The Conjuring and everything like that, the characters are purposefully driven, especially when the movie is based on a true story. So I don't want to put every single movie under that umbrella of You stupid! Bitch, you wanna say it in my face? Stupid! Bitch, you wanna say it on Snapchat? Stupid! Bitch, you wanna say it in class? Alright. Because I know that's not always true. My entire point here is that horror games equal control, horror movies, no control. So I prefer the games. <laughs> so with all that out of the way now, you know I gotta name my favorite horror games. I would definitely say that my favorite horror games are the Resident Evil series, Lost in Vivo, and Silent Hill. The reason why I like these games so much is because they all share some very crucial aspects, at least for me, when it comes to considering what horror games I like to consume. For me, it's really important when a horror game has a redemptive ending. Even if the main character dies, what matters to me is that the evil is confronted and vanquished, or at the very least defeated until they can be dealt with further in the next game. For my fellow horror lovers who are listening, in particular my friends, this is why I have a little bit of a complicated relationship with games like Dead by Daylight and why I definitely do not like the Friday the 13th or the Outlast games. Because to me there is a huge difference between horror being used in order to glorify violence and evil and the torture and death of other image bearers of God and horror being used as a means to communicate the effects of evil on creation and how that evil needs to be confronted in order to bring creation back to its original design. When a horror game, I find, glorifies evil, it usually involves you as the player either being the villain and or being the one who controls the fate of very two-dimensional characters that you're meant to hate. And if it's neither of those things, then it's usually just torture porn. When a game simply makes a spectacle of killing, torturing other human beings, even though they're not real, for no reason at all other than the thrill, that to me is a form of glorification and I don't play games like that. Case in point why I don't like the Friday the 13th games and why I try to avoid playing as the killer in Dead by Daylight. And also why I don't like the Outlast franchise because there is a lot of glorification of 
torture that is just completely unnecessary. Now, on the other hand, an example of when horror is used simply to convey a message that may not necessarily be pleasant, but can still be true, is when the game purposefully has very ugly and very unpleasant antagonists and makes it very obvious that you are not supposed to root for them. And in contrast, when they introduce you to human characters who are either clearly on the side of said evil, thereby making them also unlikable, and containing human protagonists that you can root for, who you're putting your hope in, and whose active goal is to defeat and take down that particular evil. Games that are trying to use horror to convey a message make it clear that the evil thing is not good. It is not to be celebrated. Case in point, the Resident Evil series. It's blatantly obvious that Umbrella and the bioweapons that they've produced, effects that those bioweapons continue to have even after Umbrella shuts down, are not something that you should be participating in, but are things that need to be taken down for the good of humanity. Or in the Silent Hill games, the reason why the creatures look so unpleasant is because the main protagonist is dealing with her own or demons that are manifest in those creatures, but the game still makes it clear that those things are supposed to be defeated. Or Lost in Vivo, which tackles the same thing. And of course, in Lost in Vivo, your goal is also to save your dog, which is very nice. <laughs> a horror game that glorifies evil is to a horror game that simply uses scary imagery to convey a message, in the same way that a book on human or animal sacrifice is to the Bible. A book on animal and human sacrifice is actively telling you how to do these things for some goal i don't know whereas the bible also contains stories and descriptions of human and animal sacrifice but it's not telling you that in a prescriptive way the bible is telling you those things those very evil and horrible things to clearly distinguish between the evil that god is confronting and the goodness of god himself so to me a good horror game clearly distinguishes the darkness from the light so i kind of want to go back onto talking a little bit more about Resident Evil because first of all I freaking love that franchise so much but another reason why I really love Resident Evil is because the main characters goals and intentions are often a direct contrast or a, a pure version of the antagonist's goals and intentions so for example Resident Evil 7 and 8 I would be careful not to include any spoiler in Resident Evil 7 and 8 the main antagonist's goal is to acquire a family they want a family or they lost a family member and they commit horrible acts in order to attain that meanwhile the main protagonist his goal is essentially the same thing except his entire story is laced with self-sacrifice with unconditional love for his family which again is in direct contrast to the antagonists who are doing what they are doing for their own benefit. As I said before, ultimately the goal in these horror games that I like is to bring about redemption and to vanquish evil. So what 
if anything, can this say about faith in my own life? Please don't misinterpret me and think, given what I'm about to say, that you have to play horror games. If you do not want to play horror games or they make you uncomfortable, oh baby, don't do it. Horror was a hundred percent an acquired taste for me. Now with that in mind, you might be thinking, then what did it got you into horror games in the first place? Because I didn't like them before. I found that as I started to weed out what I considered to be beneficial and non-beneficial horror games for my own life, that when it comes to the beneficial ones, there's a certain beauty and an element of communicating truth that I find that other genres, even explicitly Christian genres, can't or don't communicate. I find that these horror games really communicate truth surrounding spiritual warfare. The evil that we have to confront on a daily basis is not pretty. Nowhere in the Bible does it ever suggest that evil is something tolerable. And the spiritual warfare that we have to engage in in order to combat that, it's scary. It's terrifying. Scripture itself says that in the most explicit language possible. And we can't be in denial about that. Christians are so used to the knight in shining armor mentality. Like I can't count how many pictures I've seen of people wearing the armor of God. And no disrespect to the artists who made them. But the armor is always so shiny, it's always so pristine and clean. And I understand that when it comes to Christian imagery, it's very easy to want to have that pure look because Christ has purified us. But in reality, if a knight's armor is shiny, that usually means that they never used it. I'll be completely blunt with you as somebody with severe mental illness. Horror is ugly because evil is ugly. And when evil is confronted directly, it tends to seem, if not look, worse. But how worth it is it when we confront that evil and the light prevails? So I'm gonna get a little bit personal here. I know that a lot of you know that I suffer from severe mental illness. I have borderline personality disorder and I have OCD. And the borderline personality disorder in particular can be really, really scary for me because I experience emotions at a ridiculous extreme. And it can feel so isolating, especially when I experience very, very intense, unpleasant emotions. Sometimes I see myself as a monster. Now I know that that's not true. I know that that's my mental illness. Frankly, my mental illness is very, very scary, especially because, trigger warning, it has led me to almost take my own life. Now, while mental illness is not in itself evil, Illness as a whole is a natural consequence of the fact that sin has entered this world. Now there's sin and death present here. And when you're really confronted with the death aspect of it, namely sickness, whether mental or physical, it's a very terrifying experience. I found myself drawn to horror, especially games like Lost in Vivo, because as someone with these severe mental illnesses, that are extremely scary, there is an element of horror to my suffering. An element of horror that these games have managed to touch on and ultimately tackle when the main character comes out victorious. Because let me tell you something, my demons don't look like the emoji, okay? My demons don't look like the little purple devil emoji, okay? Or even that 
that Oni mask? I don't know what it is. Is this the red demon looking thing on the iPhone? I don't know. But my demons don't look like that. My demons look like they got infected with the T-Series virus in Resident Evil. Disgusting! They are not pleasant to look at. They are not pleasant to be around. And they are most definitely not pleasant to confront. But I have to confront them every day. The world, Christians, have to confront evil every day. And we can't pretend that it's not there. Just like I can't pretend that my mental illness is not there because... Hello. In an odd sort of way then, horror games, at least the ones that I find to be more beneficial, are really soothing for me. Typically in horror games, whenever you see the characters denying that the evil is there, what happens? The evil usually wins. And that's how it was for me for a long time. When I as a Christian thought there was no way I could ever have mental illness, and I kept myself from getting treatment all of those years, the evil was prevailing in my life. But as soon as I came to accept that this is not going to be pleasant, but you will come out in the end, if you confront it in God's strength, things didn't get easier, but they got better. Horror games, in a sense, remind me of the hope that I have in God through Jesus. The hope that he can overcome the darkness and that it will not prevail forever. Even if it wasn't the intention of the creators of a particular video game, to communicate a biblical message of hope, that's exactly what they're doing for me in my own life and potentially even in the lives of those who also love horror games or who are at least curious about them. We can be reminded of exactly what Jesus came here to do and that is to confront and to tackle and ultimately defeat evil in all of its ugliness, sickness in all of its gore. It really reminds me of when Jesus said, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If you've played a horror game, or watched a horror movie, oh, they be stealing and killing and destroying. But he came that we may have life and have it to the full. If a horror game and the evil in it and the protagonist's triumph don't communicate that, then I don't know what does. So I would really love to know you guys' thoughts about this topic. Again, like I said, you don't have to agree with me, but I don't want to see none of them prescriptive comments. But again, I would really like to hear you guys' thoughts about it. If you like horror, what is your favorite horror game? And if you're not really into horror, or at least not quite yet, but you're really curious about it, what game has piqued your curiosity? Do you prefer to watch people play horror games, or do you like to play them yourself? And what else do you think that horror games can say about faith? But otherwise, I really, really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, why not subscribe to me on YouTube or follow me on Spotify, Anchor.fm, or on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me on yet another episode of the Double Double Podcast. And I really hope to talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye!